Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. Taking matters into their own hands, some Nelson Mandela Bay residents are breeding new life into St George's Park, a major city attraction which in recent years has become overgrown, neglected and overtaken by vagrants. John Whitfield, the operations manager of Friends of St George's Park, a newly formed non-profit organisation. They're busy working hard at improving this city attraction. John, thank you for joining us. Take us back to the start. When did you guys get involved and what was the motivation? Good morning. Thank you, Darren. We got involved almost a year ago. Uh, The initial project was instigated by MESS, a shelter for homeless people in Corston, and they were looking for a project to give their residents a meaning in life and they elected to clean the Scottish Cemetery which is at the duck pond end of St George's Park near the art gallery and they got stuck in there for a number of months working very very hard cutting trees shrubs and clearing out a very very overgrown cemetery. Um, My involvement was from Warmer Renewal Association and uh, this St George's Park falls in Ward 3 so I got involved here too and uh, assisted them and uh, got a tree fella in to actually come and cut trees in the cemetery and around the tennis courts uh, and the museum. And this opened up the whole area. The tennis club had uh, degenerated over a period of time too and it was down to eight members. So this has given the tennis club a huge lease of life. Um, we were then approached by corporates around St. George's Park to come with a plan uh, for the future and that they would help us in arranging financing for the project. Why did you start at that cemetery? What was the motivation for that? Obviously, the project has grown way beyond just that now. But why was that the starting point, John? I think it was the starting point because it was uh, very, very badly um, looked after. It had also been overrun by homeless people. People were living in that cemetery at one stage. So it had received quite a bit of publicity uh, previous to that. Uh, The people had been removed from there. Um, And uh, so Ness were aware. Because what Ness do is is when homeless people need to be removed, they go along and offer them shelter in Corston. So they're not nearly evicted from a place. Um, And they offer them a place to come to and to help them to to uh, re-establish themselves in society. Um, Then the second part there was the Park Avenue Tennis Club, which is next to the PE Lawn Tennis Club. And that club had folded a long time ago and is just a a building which was inhabited by dozens of people. So again, Ness went there with the social services and the municipal officials and Metro Police and SAP and others and offered these people a place of shelter and then removed them and picked up the building. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's more or less how it started in that sector. But a lot of this has been funded out of our own pockets initially, so we, we weren't able to run with it uh, until the NPO uh, was actually formed. Um, and I was away last year, and then when I got back, contacted Ness, and we uh, moved our focus to the Manville section of opposite St. George's Park. Um, So we've cleared up around the tennis courts and the cemetery a lot. It's looking magnificent. And now this area uh, at the hospital, you know, is very, very overgrown and we're busy working there at this moment. 
The establishment of the Friends of St George's Park, when did that come about? What, the, the Friends of St George's Park? Yes, the NPO. Yeah, yeah no, no, look, that, that was in discussion for almost a year too, but it came into being in about November last year. So uh, there are nine founding members who each contribute three and a half thousand rand a month to this project. And in addition to that, three of the businesses have taken up membership with the PE Lawn Tennis Club and give them a large amount of money every month. So the PE Lawn Tennis Club have been able to repaint their tennis courts and they've really, as I say, taken on a new lease of life uh, and, and doing so much better. We're getting cooperation from everybody. The hospital, uh, St. George's Hospital, uh, the manager, John Fidler, has been so proactive and they gave us the first truncheon of money to actually cut the trees opposite the hospital um, before the other phone started rolling in. I understand the Conservancy, sorry, the Conservatory is also receiving attention. Yeah, so the Conservatory is um, in a bad state and uh, Penny Mowbray, who's a resident of St. George's area in Havelock, uh, is it, what is the street called? Anyway, just below St. George's Park and she uh, is getting a team together to help replant and get the thing going, but it is in need of restoration despite having been restored mm. 10 years ago or so. Repairing is one thing. Maintenance yeah. is another. So, so the idea, at, at the moment, everything we do is very, very low-key because money is very, very tight. Mm. So um, the idea is that that uh, the place is opened every day, but there isn't much to look at. And I've asked them to possibly restrict entrance until we can get the place, uh, get it looking better, and then only open it for limited hours when when the team are working in the, in the facility because the public go in and pinch plants and things. So you actually need a constant eye on a facility like that. You can't leave it unattended. Um, so... It's very much still in its infancy what we are going to do. We've had architects look at it. Um, they've proposed an architectural plan, which we don't have money for, but we'll, you know, we'll see what, what's on the table and then take it from there. Uh, the Manville Theatre, where we're standing right now, and the mess guys are cleaning up, um, was restored in 2015, and it's been completely destroyed. Um, the buildings around here have been burnt down, been inhabited by homeless people, and, and need restoring too. And St. George's Hospital has offered to come on board and assist us in restoring this facility. Private enterprise has come to the party. What's been the reaction from the municipality and municipal authorities? It's been very positive, thank you. Um, you know, I've only had um, a willingness to cooperate. I think they're relieved that we're coming in and doing, doing the work. Um, I think possibly a turning point must have been a big turning point must have been the COVID epidemic when people had nowhere to go and and, every, and then the park got overrun. Um, the main thing we are doing is lifting the canopy of trees in the park so that you can see from one end to the other all the way through. So that if there are undesirable people about, they can be spotted. And if you are walking in the park, you, you feel a lot safer because you can see for a long way. Um, we've done two weeks of cutting and have another week to do in this Manville area. And as I said, we do take it step by step. As we get mm. it cleared and tidied, then I book the tree seller again and then he comes back for another week and so we go on. 
Um, it's not a, a, a quick fix at all. We uh, need to uh, secure the perimeter fencing and then institute the park laws again. Nobody is allowed in the park after sunset and before, you know, until the sun rises in the morning. So it's very difficult to have security until we've got, as I say, this vegetation and everything nicely opened up here. Going forward, part of the regeneration plans, I've been told there have been whispers of possibly a weekly park run. Amongst others, the uh, art in the park will take place as well. Various other initiatives planned as regeneration takes place? Yeah, so what happens is is that there will be a park run. Um, been a, because of December, a holiday break, it's got to be formalized uh, with Park Run South Africa. So we're hoping it will start in March. And uh, the, the organizer is Sally Anderson, who's just taken it on and run with it. And there'll be two loops, a three-kilometer and two-kilometer loop to make up the five kilometers. Her initial plan included the out running around the park, and Park Run South Africa said they didn't like that idea. They wanted it all in the park. So that, that has been a slight holdup. Um, I mentioned the tennis club, so already they feel much more comfortable and a lot safer there because it's so much clearer and more open and I believe it's, it's taken on a new lease of life. The, it is the oldest lawn tennis club in South Africa. The PE bowling club is the oldest bowling club in South Africa. And they have managed to keep going through these very, very difficult times. Um, and the local business BDO organized their Christmas party at the bowling club. They put up marquees on two of the old greens and used the facilities there. So there's a very, very positive input to go in and take it on. Uh, we spoke to the PE Cricket Club the other day, and they're talking about getting paddle courts uh, at St. George's Cricket Ground. And if that happens, it will be a big thing. And if they don't, then we were discussing doing it at the tennis club in the future too. Um, the businesses are organizing a park patrol so they're giving their staff time off to actually walk through the park in groups during their working hours just to help create more movement and more activity in the park. Um, and St. George's Hospital have elected to have this year's end of year function in the park as well. Your major challenges going forward, John, are they mainly financial or what other challenges do you anticipate in the near future? Okay, I, yeah, I think it's financial. Um, because if, you know, if we had more money, we could just do it a lot more quickly. Um, and the other thing is, is to, to retain a very good working relationship. Because as we know, our, our government is very fractious and, and, and it's, it's not easy. So, uh, as I say, we don't do anything without permission uh, and cooperation. And so far, from the, the Parks Department, they've been... You know, incredibly happy. When we first started cutting the trees, the general public were up in arms and were calling the park office because they thought the place was going to be destroyed. The park was served. But once she saw what we were doing, she's now very, very happy as to, as to how it's going. John, can I ask you, other groups from other areas in the city, I'm thinking of the Barkins Valley, for example, where similar problems have arisen. How would you advise residents to uh, have the sort of impact in those areas that you've managed to have around St. George's Park? What advice would you have? There is a very, very good example, and it's uh, Millside Renewal, and it's a group in Mill Park. And when you come down Target Turf on the right-hand side, there's a beautiful forested area just before you go down to the dip in Target Turf. 
and the Mill Park community have taken that on. And you'll notice the target turf is overgrown with weeds and a terrible mess. But in that short section, it's clean, maintained, and looked after. And that's a, 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 an initiative from the Mill Park residents. And they put in a monthly amount, you know, every month. Uh, very often, it's a, uh, the, uh, the Barkins Valley, there are groups there doing incredible work uh, with alien vegetation and things like that in certain sectors. Um, it just takes individuals to come out and, and to, it takes individuals to come forward and to stand up and be counted because you just, you do need a, a project leader every time. I think that's most probably the cause. Once you've got a project leader, uh, things happen. Well, thank you so much for the work that you and the Friends of St. George's Park NPO are doing together with local business and effort from residents. Appreciate you joining us on Behind the Herald Headlines. All the best going forward. John Whitfield. Thank you, Darren. All the best. That was today's edition of Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann.